Dream Warriors. 31 Days of Dread. Day 28. The Hills Have Eyes. Not the 2006 update. We're doing the 1976. Long time ago. Right? I'm sure a lot of you people out there. You don't even know that 1976 was even the year. But we're doing it. So let's hit that music. And let's talk. Yeah, geez. The the funny thing is, though, now I record my intros <laughs> just endlessly now, just a few times. I, uh, oh, my God, it takes me about uh, 10, 15 minutes to get one good intro. So every time you hear an, an intro now, just just remember the, 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 the hard work and the perseverance that goes into it. Uh, sometimes I, I, I say things that are factually wrong within intros, and I just keep limiting them. Uh, just shrinking it, but yeah, uh, no, uh, and I, intros are something I'm, I'm always experimenting with, uh, it's just something I, not a lot of podcasts did intros or they do intros or they tag the shows well, uh, I like people to know where they are, what we're doing, uh, what some of the discussions are, and the, the 31 Days of Dread, uh, unraveled this for me, exposed it. Uh, made it become more of a, a important practice because the earlier days of Dream Warriors, uh, it's just, again, uh, Norm and I just sitting down hoping to have something. Like we, we were hoping to discover a topic, discover a conversation. And it was a lot of back and forth, uh, a lot of time wasted just even through text messages to get to hone in on something. And then once we did hone in on something, there was little time for preparation I would normally run around like a maniac, uh, com- compiling notes, memorizing facts, uh, figuring out, uh, like as the show marched on too, figuring out what the flow of the conversation was going to be. And yeah, it, it just became uh, it just became tough. So the 31 Days of Dread is, is just focusing the importance of, uh, and the ability, I think even for me, to just sit down and go through a movie. With, with you guys and you know add a little bit of insight to it and it, it, that's that's always the the big draw for dream warriors it's the magic layer of me heather john mark mark and you know we're, we're gonna have some new people coming up too I, i'm working on a stranger things like really big thing for for stranger things and i'm very excited about that so we're, we're breaking for format within the show uh we're doing things with mark now mark is off of the 31 days of dread i took him off of it uh because he's doing thor focused work and he's doing some uh, star wars focused work which i'm super excited about and you know we'll be doing that uh, coming so yeah um we're in november now but we're and we're still doing the 31 days of dread uh i'm completing it i'm marching on uh, you know, there are setbacks in life, and even now, even now as I'm talking to you, there's just an avalanche, uh, just like a like a, a crest, a wave smashing onto my personal shore. I'm doing a metaphor here, maybe not that successfully, but it's it's just a wave that's crashing, that it's all personal, uh, flipping Peter's world, my world, talking in the third person, upside down. Uh, it's bleeding stressful stuff, and... You, it's like stuff will always happen. Uh, I was I was discussing 
uh, Bad Eats with Brian. Brian, Brian and I, I, I give him so much credit. Brian might be uh, the, the perfect collaborator for for me and my lifestyle and the, the things I have around me, like just scheduling wise and and obstacle wise. But, but but Brian is probably probably the best, and I I, I love him so much for it. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, sorry, I just I just got a text message. Um, can can I read the, the the last two text messages for you? It's a um, uh, random compliment. You looked nice last night, and that was to someone uh, one of my friends on, on Snapchat. She was at this bridal party, bridal shower, nighttime bridal shower, which is the bomb. That's so awesome. And she goes uh, with champagne and drugs for everyone. It was great. Uh, and uh, I just wrote back, uh, drugs, really? Why wasn't I called? And she goes, haha, it was a bridal shower, so it was just all girls, all for the girls. Uh, that's a heck of a night. I, I was uh, stuck at uh, Fox and Hound over here in Philly watching UFC 117 uh, GSP, which was a amazing, amazing pay-per-view. Uh, WrestleMania-level, like, awesomeness, satisfaction, upset. Uh, like I think all three belt transfers were all upsets, uh, upsets in my eyes. Uh, very happy to see T.J. Dillonshaw win, and it looks like that they're going, they're poising him to go up against Mighty Mouse. Uh, can't wait. But yeah, so I'm talking Greek. I'm talking all kinds of things to you people, and and we gotta sit down. We we are all sitting down. We gotta do, we gotta do the Hills Have Eyes, 1976. Let's just jump right into it. Uh, any tangent that led up to this is gone. You guys are going to have to live without it or tweet, text. Uh, you, you know, you can actually text me if you go to my website. My Google uh, Voice phone number is listed on my website. Uh, you guys can text me. Uh, but no. Uh, Instagram, you know, aka pad13. Snapchat, aka pad, aka pad on the Twitter. Uh, it goes on and on, on and on. And we're like eight minutes into this. Oh, my God. This is going to be a longer one. But, yeah, 1976, The Hills Have Eyes. Uh, this is another one, a uh, bucket list movie. Uh, nice little thread we have going down the uh, stretch uh, of the 31 Days of Dread. And believe, uh, I, I will set up the next episode right now because uh, The Hills Have Eyes Part 2 came on as a suggestion through Amazon Prime and that it just it was like perfect timing it just it hit me so I, I put on I put that on and that movie I I even know uh that the Hills of Eyes the 76 had a sequel I knew that the remake had a sequel which is which is funny the 2006 and 2007 updates but I know about the original. And so I just put it on. I'm like, you know what? It's like I've done sequels. So like just jumping into sequels is a 31 Days of Dread thread here uh, theme. So I jump and it had such an awesome opening narration uh, that immediately gets put on my top 10 list of best movie opening narrations. Uh, number one, always being the Ralph Bakshi Lord of the Rings animated. Um, I believe that was 81. Was that 81? Oh, my God. I forget what year that, that came out. Uh, but, yeah. So, I just said, no, 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 no. I, I, I got I to watch the original. And the original, again, bucket list. Uh, that may have been rented once uh, from the VHS days. Um, you know, like a blockbuster rental that I never, never watched. 
uh, and it, not as much as I rented um, the Dark Half and Dead Zone. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I immediately just buy it on Amazon uh, Prime. Uh, not buy it. Uh, actually, I subscribe to Shutter, the channel within Prime, and which has oh my god, there's they they have Rabbit David Cronenberg's Rabbit in that in in Shutter. So, <laughs> and they got the Universal monster movies. Uh, Universal monster movies. Never seen them. Also, bucket list. Uh, and trust me, one of them will be done by 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 the end of the Thirty One Days of Dread. Uh, yeah, so I subscribed. It's it's five bucks a month. Who cares? Paying it and jumped right into the Hills Have Eyes and got through it. And while I'm watching this movie, it's uh, I just started researching a little bit of Wes Craven, getting familiar with him again, because uh, he's he's one of, he's one of the guys. He's uh, he I don't think he's he's as good as Carpenter. Uh, to me, it was always like Wes Craven, John Carpenter. Carpenter is a legit filmmaker uh, that that imposes vision, imagination, uh, whimsical type like atmosphere to his plots and his protagonist. Uh, Wes Craven to me is always just a workhorse that was is able to make movies, and he got he you know made some movies that did some things. Like bleeding off into franchises, and and it even goes back for him. Uh, Wes Craven, nineteen seventy two, the last house on the left, which got a sequel and it got a two thousand nine remake, and so that that sort of work is like legacy building work, meaning that you you make something it has an impression. Sometimes it's it's idea it's it. Um, some of these movies that had low competition, so what came out around them for the type of movie it was and the availability uh, that the movie had with the, with the original audience, the 1972 audience, it's low competition. And even though these movies might be poorly shot, acted, executed, the concept and the moments, there are still moments within the movie, it's enough to carry the movie on. So, yeah, The Last House on the Left... Uh, thank, thank you, Wes Craven, because it's actually a it's a horror movie convention, right there. Uh, it's still being ripped off, not ripped off, paid homage to expanded on today. And then we have the Hills Have Eyes, the Hills Have Eyes, nineteen seventy seven. Maybe was I saying seventy six? Oh, geez, I don't know what I'm doing. Can can we figure this out? Can can I ever get my dates right? Hills Have Eyes is 1977. I might have been saying 76. I suck. 19, so I stand corrected. Hills Have Eyes, 1977. Uh, then Part 2 comes out. Part 2 is actually a couple years down the road. Part 2 is 1985. Uh, so the Hills Have Eyes was able to resonate to the point to where uh, eight years later, it got a follow-up. So... We'll talk about that next episode. Next episode is The Hills Have Eyes, Part 2, 1985. And, and then we have some magic. We have the remake of 2006 and 2007. And again, I'm not going to go into those at all. I, I really uh, I, I watched the chunk of the 2006 remake as a, as a familiar, ju- ju- just re-familiarize myself with it. Uh, because I remember just really liking that movie. And I, I'll tell you... Uh, when it comes to remake, 
uh, it's one of the absolute best because it's it's almost like it's not a shot per shot remake, but it's a scene per scene remake, and that's very important because they update. It's just an update, like better cinematography, better cameras, sound. There's actual sound editing in the 2006. It was better special effects. The conception's there. The setup is there. The setup is much better than the 1977. But yeah, so, and then they did the remake part two, which was 2007. Uh, I'm very curious about that. So uh, part part of experiencing this movie for the first time opened up my, uh, it's, it's like this love, uh, like, kind of came over me, which is... The coolness of part one and part two, and then the absolute cool factor of the 2006 and 2007. I mean, it's a four-movie block that is, I don't think anything comes close to it, uh, which is great. But yeah, so 1977, Wes Craven makes a movie, makes a movie called The Hills Have Eyes. It resonates, it carries on. And then in 1984, we have one of the biggest franchises to, to come out of celluloid ever, which is Nightmare on Elm Street. We all know about this. Uh, Nightmare had its run of movies, might have been eight or nine movies. Uh, Norm would be able to correct me on that. Uh, I sh- actually, I should have that in my notes, but hey, I suck. Uh, then we had um, Freddy New Nightmare, and that was a like the side idea. We got some kids coming in through the hall. Uh, we're going we're gonna to let them pass. Oh, they're already in. Let me have a drink of my water. But yeah. And then the new nightmare is not a, a not a sequel, not a reboot. It's this uh it's a it's an expanding of the idea of Freddy Krueger. It's it's an extension of it. Uh it's it's a very hard movie to, to classify uh to how it relates to the other nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, and then we have a remake, and then, you know, even Freddy TV TV series. Like, everything's happening right now. This is the problem of recording midday. And then we have Scream in 1996 uh, trilogy. The fourth was a, a, an update. The, the fourth Scream, very similar to uh, New Nightmare. Uh, like Kind of like an update, an expansion. But uh, that even, too, got its own TV series. So Wes Craven uh, has given the lures of imagination uh four amazing movies that uh still today will always carry on um the last house on the left and the hills of eyes will always be updated uh just on title alone um they're two of the greatest titled movies ever uh especially uh the last house on 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 the left it just like actually you know that and hills have eyes just scream creepiness it just screams horror I love it. Nightmare on Elm Street, obviously. <laughs> and Scream. Like, it's... I don't know. Like, and... Look, Wes Craven did not have a perfect film career at all. Uh, he, you know, he... But he's he's productive every year. Uh, God rest his soul, too. He's he's no longer with us. But, um, like, little little underrated movie that he directed with Eddie Murphy. Uh, Vampire in Brooklyn completely underrated i i dislike it when people talk about um movies like that and and they leave out vampire in brooklyn as one of the all-time horror comedies uh he you now like towards the end like uh not not towards the end 
but maybe towards the end of his absolute relevancy. Uh, you know, he gave us Red Eye, and he gave us, uh, what was the, um, Cursed, with Christina Ricci. And, you know, both, both of those movies are, they are what they are. Uh, I think they both have uh, amazing, like, concepts and attitudes around the movie. Uh, they, they just didn't, didn't carry over. And when speaking of Wes Craven, and we're talking about, uh, you know, just the ability to sit down and, and make a movie and plan it out and get a crew and, and talk to your actors and get everyone on board. Uh, 1999 Music of the Heart, which was a, you know, I I should maybe look this up and talk a couple of notes, but I just remember that movie being like like an Oscar run, like an, a potential Oscar grab nomination award driven movie for Wes Craven. But it's cool to, to see that he can even veer off into material like that. Uh, I I really feel like if you if you're an actor and you can do comedy, you can do anything. Uh, I think everything else is easy uh, when it comes from comedy. I also believe that comedy is very addicting uh, to the artists, and that that's why they rarely com- comedians try and venture off into drama. Even though I think most like I really do feel like uh, if people weren't high horse and high flutin idiots, that Adam Sandler could win an Oscar. If, uh, if they allowed it to happen, meaning that we're going to look at your work, honestly. Uh, I, yeah, Jim Carrey should have won an Oscar for Maine on the Moon. Uh, should have won even for Truman Show. I don't care. But, um, but yeah, so, yeah, we, 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 it's, a, it's like a little bit of, of, of a breakdown. So it's like comedies like that. I think when it comes to horror directors, yeah, if, if you can do horror, you can do anything, uh, period. I, I think anyone that can make a good horror movie, it's easy, easy to jump into other fields. Uh, but there is something about horror that just keeps the talent there uh, because it's. I think it's challenging. You know, like horror is a lot like comedy. They're, they're polar opposites. But horror has a intent uh, from the from the very start. Uh, it, 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 it's not selling an, an idea or a emotion. Uh, it, it's the intent to stick with you and to make you uncomfortable and it's it's kind of like the, the the highest form of filmmaking uh at all like it's it's it's, a, it's the highest form you can jump in on uh to further this i'll just say that there's a reason why movies like the hills have eyes exist because they're you can make them with low budget uh and you know like c2 um you know the, the bunny man massacres uh, even beyond the gates, uh, the void. Uh, I really wanted the, the void's not going to happen for thirty-one days of dread, but the, I kept pushing void down my list. Um, 13, 13 demons. Also, it's it's that heart resonates from the intent of the filmmaker uh, because the medium allows it, the the, the genre allows it. There's a reason why we don't have low-budget comedies that resonate. There's a reason why we never have low-budget dramas that resonate. Uh, and you, you can go through the entire list. Low-budget science fiction. Very very tough. Very tough. Try and find people to talk to you about, like, Mainborg. You know, they'll they'll, they'll, they'll talk about uh, maybe, like, Dark Star, which is, what, the, the, the John Carpenter movie. But it's, it's tough. It's tough to even get low-budget sci-fi. But low-budget horror uh, with... Even at times, bad acting, weak execution, but big concept and moments. 
it it's there. It sticks to you. And I think if you're one of these guys that, that you make one of those movies that sticks, that you, you get addicted again, like the same as comedians do with comedy. And it's like rinse and repeat. And you just you just want more and more of it. You want to see if you can do it. It's like you, you kind of get off on it. But yeah, uh, the plot for this movie, uh, you know, hey, we're going to talk about a plot you've heard in other movies. Okay. Family on your Hey, look. Uh, did you guys know Wes Craven has a website? <laughs> Let's go to it right now. Whoa, uh, cool. Wow. <coughs> Excuse me. He has a somewhat impressive website. Unbelievable. But yeah, okay. Uh, family is on a road trip. They take a wrong turn or are told to take a wrong turn. And it is in a pit. A, a viper's pit of can inbred nuclear cannibals, uh, nuclear tested cannibals, and uh, which is a little bit more prominent in the two thousand and six. And we're also told that like this is a, I think the original, the seventy seven Hills of Ice, the one we're discussing, is loosely based on a true story, or like true accounts of of this backwoods family that uh, did actually go on, you know. Like murder sprees and would would eat people, which is great. And let me see, can can I get the name of this family? Oh man, yeah, we're uh we're not going to uh we're not going to. And, but you know, um oh we uh the uh, the Swanee Bean story, the Swanee Bean story, okay. And Swanee Bean uh was said to be the head of a forty eight member clan in Scott. Scotland, anywhere between the 13th and 16th century, reportedly executed for the mass murder of cannibalism of over 1,000 people. What a great concept to put into a, a American American horror, like American setting. So that's what this family runs into. Now, the where this movie resonates for me is is a little bit of the expectation. Is you immediately see that this movie starts. It starts hard. It starts with this old old man. That this guy works at this little gas station they're stopping at, and he's not selling the scene, not on 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 any any account. And it immediately becomes a, a tough movie to watch. Uh, but there's performances within this movie. So it, again, it's it's Wes Craven's chops are coming through immediately, and and the scene per scene, performance to performance, the horror. The, there's no real gore. The suggested horror, I think, is is you know like the cutaway. You don't see a lot of it. I think it's very useful. And again, too, it's it's um, it's in line with with a budget like this. And yeah, I mean, they steal a baby. They kind of there's a woman in in the bed scene. They 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 burn the man. They burn the father. They shoot the mother. Uh, potential like you know like somewhat like suggestive rape scene they they really perfected that scene in 2006 and so like the the big drawback is the the, the actual look of the cannibals and when you find their lair and then things like that uh yeah it's tough uh ill-conceived ill-executed i'm sure based on budget and time um 
you know, we have two dogs in this movie, which are rock stars. Uh, one one of the dogs uh, actually comes back in part two. I love it. Beast or Beauty. Oh, I forget which one. It's Beast or Beauty. But the two dogs are Beast and Beauty. Also, they, they, they're back in the 2006. They're like German Shepherd canines. They're like amazing animals. So, um, you know, we part of the family gets knocked off real quick, and then, then it becomes a, you know, different family members are different parts of the desert, and they confront the members of this clan one, one by one, family members winning over, but some family members dying along the way. And, like, that's it. That, that's our movie. This movie cut off at the perfect time, had, had a perfect ending, perfect uh, stop point, uh, again, like just setting the stage for, uh, you know, like the, the generation of slasher and movie, uh, and films like uh, like low budget horror that, that came uh, f- like from movies like this. You know, kind of like, again, like everyone will point to Halloween as like point zero, but but we know Halloween's not the first slasher movie, but it, it's so good. It's so perfect. And mine is mine as well be the first slasher movie. Uh, but yeah. And. Yeah, you know, like you you watch this movie and okay, anyone could rip it apart, but I don't know what 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 use that that does. I think sitting down and appreciating this type of movie and what it brought and that it it created conventions within horror. Again, you know, thank you, thank you, Wes Craven. Uh, same as Friday the Thirteenth did. Um, you know, it's just it's just something that should be honored, memorialized, and 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 shown. Like I, I wish more people uh, would have seen this movie by now, or even remember. I, I wish there would be more commentary on this because I dug around and it's it's very little. It's very little insight into what what was actually happening in this movie. But yes, yeah, and it's kind of funny because I'm I'm constantly digging around for more information about some of these movies, and it's kind of pushing me more towards purchasing collecting DVDs just for uh, trying to get nuggets of uh like just expanding uh you know from some some of these movies um and i, I just refuse to do it and and there are, i have a list of forums message boards and, and facebook groups that i i will start attending and participating in to to be a part of those communities and to 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 grow you know like to grow and to really um learn more and to know more about uh what goes into some of the, I guess, like the trivia points of movies like this. But yeah, look, uh, didn't talk too much about the movie this time, but th- that's because you just have to go see it uh, and understand it's it's a 1977 low budget flick, okay? And you're you're going to, but you're going to get some magic. You're you're, you're going to get some uh, great concept. You're going to get some good scenes. Um, I think it's great watching this movie than watching the 2006 and and seeing what remakes are all about. Seeing like what what the, the perfect transition of a, a a and b are. And look, the 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 Psycho update remake too. That's a that's a great movie. Uh, people people knock that movie, but uh, this is very similar to the Gus Van Sant Psycho with Vince Vaughn that people just rip apart because it's popular too. But yeah. Uh, go check check this movie out. Uh, enjoy it. Watch part two and watch it. Watch it now because we're going to talk about it. <laughs> we're, we're going right into part two uh, right after this uh, for day 29. Oh, my God. We're almost done here. I can't believe it. I'm, uh, but, yeah, it's, I, kind of, I really wanted to do 
Thanksgiving, like something with that. I might just do a run of Thanksgiving movies. Um, oh yeah, and and I've already picked out the last movie for Thirty One Days of Dread. It is not Halloween too. I, I referenced that. I brought that up before, but definitely uh, analyzing and discussing Halloween too, which I I think is is the the deepest and and um, I don't know. It's it's the one Halloween I just love rewatching, so I am really on the outskirts for that opinion. Uh, definitely like a whole separate analysis for Halloween two alone. But yeah, uh, this is Pete signing off. Uh, everyone, just just enjoy yourselves. Have a, have a good day and, and find movies like this and let me know about them because I want to know if you know any any good uh, trivia and and points about this movie. Like any any bullet points about this movie. Anything you have to add to it. Just at, um like fil- uh, like filmmaking process wise and and what things were like. Uh, let me know and if you can steer me towards anything, do it because I I'm I'm a little bit fascinated by by this attempt. But yeah, have a good day, everyone. Signing off. Uh, let's hit that exit music.